you guys. It's your girl, Steffi G, and that's me. And this is the place to be. This is the show up to go up podcast where you'll find inspiration and information on how to show up for yourself and live your best life. This podcast is for anyone who feels lost or stuck. Anyone that knows that they are capable of more, but isn't quite sure how to go about it. I'm here to encourage and guide you, but it all starts with you showing up for yourself. And it all starts now. Just a heads up, I'm doing a 100-day challenge via Facebook Live videos. So the following episode was originally recorded as a Facebook Live video. You may notice that the sound is just a little bit different than what you're used to, but I promise the quality of the content is just as good. So let's get to it. Hey, how's it going? Today is day 14 of my 100-day challenge, and today is titled The River Flows Through. So that was actually one of the last things that my mom said to me, and I am going to share a story about my mom and her last days, and then I'm going to share something that happened today. It is a little bit weird. I'm going to be talking about spirituality. So buckle your seatbelts, get ready. So at the end in my mom's life or her journey in the physical world, she was very weak. So she had a brain tumor and it was causing her to have a lot of pain. And so because of that, she was on morphine and lorazepam because she was having pain, but also having anxiety as well. As you can imagine, as I can only imagine, I'm sure it's scary to go through all the things that she was going through. The last couple weeks were very hard. She was having personality changes, which are common when you have brain injuries. And then also she was having delusions, which are also common with brain injuries and also a common side effect of the morphine and lorazepam. I'm not sure where this falls in the spectrum, if it was a delusion or not. So we would rotate who would spend the night with my mom. You know, everybody would always stay with her. And in order to give each other rest, we would rotate who would do it. And the last two times that I stayed with her, they were two separate individual nights. Both times she told me that she was scared. And it was really sad to hear. It's something that I think about a lot. But the one time in particular, this is going to sound really weird, but for those of you that know, my mom was a huge Christian. She loved and believed in Jesus Christ fully. And she wrote her own obituary and wrote that she had jumped into the arms of Jesus. So when she got her diagnosis, actually, she put that she was having a Jesus party. So that is my mom. I also am a Christian and believe in Jesus. And that was a bond that we shared. And my faith grew greater through watching her through her faith, especially those last couple weeks. So anyway, a little bit of context. So at the end, because of all of those issues that I mentioned earlier, she was depreciating. Her body was failing her. She wasn't able to walk or get out of bed or anything. So she would just go to the bathroom. We would change her. All of those things. The last thing to go was her ability to speak. And even at the end, it was getting less and less. So she was kind of like a one-year-old or two-year-old. She would say words, but it wasn't full sentences. And it wasn't, it didn't have a lot of power or gusto behind it. She was very weak. And so it was hard for her even to speak. So back to one of the nights when I was spending the night with her, she told me in her own way without using a lot of words, you know, we had to kind of interpret what she was saying based on what little she would give us at that point. 
and I got that she was afraid. She told me that she was afraid and she told me that she saw the devil. And, you know, I don't really know if she really did or not, or if it was a delusion. I know that when you're entering the afterworld, you know, you kind of see things. So I don't know what it was, but all I knew was that she needed to be comforted in that moment. And so I asked her if she saw Jesus and she said, yes, she saw Jesus. And so I said, can you hug Jesus? And she said, yes, she could. She used a lot of yes and no's. And she was really, um, muttering and stuttering a lot and had been for the past whole time that I had been talking to her that night. At this time, it's probably like three in the morning. So it's dark out and it's, it's in the middle of the night. So she's probably a little bit weaker than maybe she was during the day, but she was stuttering the whole time. And then all of a sudden, after I asked her if she could hug Jesus and she said, yes, a couple seconds later, very clearly with power, she said, the river flows through. I just remember being so startled by that because I was like, wow, where did that come from? She had just been muttering yes and no, and that was really the only thing that she said, and it was very quiet. And now all of a sudden she had this power to say the river flows through. And it's something that I've thought about. I mean, up until now, I continue to think about it. It was one of the last things that she said to me that actually had a little bit of power behind it. And so I'm always searching for meaning. And I just assumed that, you know, she was saying that Jesus had filled her body in that moment. So that was kind of a crazy thing that happened. When that happened, I knew that she was referencing the Bible and I looked to see where it was in the Bible and I couldn't find anything. I had heard references of the spirit being called the river, but I couldn't find any particular verses. Well, cut to today. I am actually reading the Bible and I'm just reading a chapter a day so that it's not too overwhelming. The chapter that I read today was John chapter seven, and I'm going to read you part of what I read. So it says, Anyone who is thirsty, this is Jesus talking, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from the heart of anyone who believes. And then it says in parentheses, when he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. So I instantly thought of my mom and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what she was talking about. How come I couldn't find this when I Googled? But it was like, you know, my mom was speaking to me and I felt that connection. So then a couple hours later, I was reading my Artist Way chapter because Tuesdays are my days where I read my chapter. And I read something that is titled Finding the River. So it was talking about up until this point. So I'm now on chapter five of the artist way. It's 12 chapters. Up until this point, it says that we have been clearing out the self-doubt and getting in touch with our inner voice and our power and our strength. And so it says, realizing we're shifting is what it's about. It says, we see that our moods, views, and insights are transitory. We acquire a sense of movement, a current of change in our lives. This current or river is a flow of grace, moving us to our right livelihood, companions, and destiny. And I just thought that it was so crazy. What are the odds that I would have two examples of the river running through in one day? The Bible is like over a thousand pages and the artist way is 200 pages. And what are the odds that they would align on the same day? 
I just felt like that was a message. And so I started thinking about it more deeply. And I started thinking about the connection between spirituality and faith and creativity. And I remembered a quote that I had heard about a year ago. And it was that our creator created us to be creative. I know a lot of us, we struggle with self-doubt and we're not sure about our impulses or we might have some creative dream inside of us, but it just seems so big and scary that we don't want to believe that we're capable of that. But our creator literally created us so he or she or whatever it was that created us is a creative essence So why wouldn't that essence, why wouldn't that thing want us to be creative as well? We were made to be creative. Listen to those impulses. Get in touch with your inner voice, that river flowing through. If you are thirsty, ask, seek, and find that river, that inner sense, that that God, that source that is within you. You are powerful enough. You have it within you. The Bible says that God isn't just on the outside of you. God is within you. And therefore, you are powerful and you are made to create. You are amazing and you can do amazing things. So I just think that that is really, really amazing. One more thing that the artist way says It says, dependence on the creator within is freedom from all other dependencies. Recovery is the process of saying yes to the river and saying yes to its flows, rapids, and all. That river inside you, that is your voice. That is your spirit. Listen to that. That is your truth. I promise that voice inside of you is the most powerful thing that you have. That is the thing that makes you unique, that makes you special. So if you can let go of all the other voices, all of the noises and distraction in this world, and just get in touch with that river that is inside of you, you will be able to create amazing, powerful things that will change the world. Remember that the river flows through you, just like my mom said. I thought that that was just so powerful, and I hope that you feel that flow in your life. Thank you so much for letting me share this with you. If you would like to um, be a part of my weekly newsletter, you can head over to showuptogoup.com and you can sign up for that. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. My goal for this podcast is to reach and help as many people as possible. So it would mean so much if you would take the time to subscribe, review, and share this podcast. See you next time.